0: Hi, and welcome to our fifth show of the El Cafecito Travel Talks, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm going to be your host. Each show, I sit down with travelers from different walks of life. We talk about their journeys. Who are they? Where are they from? When and why did they decide to make this move? And most importantly, how are they doing it? Unfortunately, we're still facing the corona issue throughout the world, so traveling is a little bit impossible right now. However, I'm still encouraging people, take this time to maybe make some plans, to look at different options, and you're always welcome to come and visit us here in Cuenca, Ecuador at the El Cafecito, either the hostel or the restaurant across the plaza, where we have vegetarian and vegan options for everyone. As we're a grassroots project, I'm still looking forward to your emails, to let me know what you're thinking about the show, what sort of things that we can be improving on, please send all your emails to elcafecitatraveltalks at gmail.com. And please, please, please subscribe so that you get all our future shows. There's been quite a few people in the last few days that have been listening. Thank you for that. And we could see that we have people listening in, but we need to have people subscribe also so that you could be ready for the next podcast. For today's show, I'd like to dedicate it to Lori and Pedro, two very special friends of mine in New York City. I had the honor to sit down with their daughter and talk about an alternative summer holidays. So please get yourself a cup of tea or a coffee and enjoy our conversation. Okay, welcome back. Hopefully now you have your tea and coffee with you. I'm sitting here with my guest for today, which we're going to be talking about alternative summer holiday. Hi. Okay. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm Kayla Burke Ozuna. Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm from New York City, Harlem, and my father's Dominican, and my mom is Irish-American, born in the suburbs of Maryland.
0: I'm actually very honored, and I'm really thrilled to have you here, because when I lived in New York years ago, your mother and I were roommates, so I'm sure when she listens to this, she's all excited, too. What we're going to talk about today is um, you're not just here having a summer holiday, sitting on the beach, partying up in the in the party hostels, maybe a little bit. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, none not of that. You're here doing an alternative um, holiday. Yeah. So if you could just explain a little bit to the audience, what are we talking about? What is this alternative holiday?
1: Yeah, well, I think it starts or stems from the idea that when you go to a country or to a new place there's two ways that you can be there and one is to me to like kind of live on the outskirts of the true essence of that country and I think that happens a lot when my friends travel when I even travel with my family it's relax and to not think and to not have to engage so much with your mind and new understandings or whatever so people go and yeah it, it isn't integrated into the place that they're visiting and then the other option is to be working living breathing in the same kind of environment that the people who make up that country's you know framework um, yeah and to to be amongst them not alongside of them but like there with them, and that's what I'm doing here. Okay.
0: So basically for our listeners, Carla is doing a one-month volunteer project here in Ecuador on the coastal city of Waikiel. She's located in an area of lower income with lower recourses in this neighborhood. Uh, what are you doing within in the neighborhood?
1: I'm working as um, yeah, a volunteer in their foundation, which is called La Fundación Estrellitas del Mar. It has a whole little backstory. It's very sweet about like this girl was on the beach mm-hmm. and she sees all the starfish were brought to the sand. She's going along the beach, putting each starfish back into the water. And this man says to her, oh, little girl, don't be so stupid. You're never going to get them all back in. And she said, but I got one back in. So the foundation has the the hope that yes, no, we're never going to help every child have all the resources that they need to be successful in their academic careers. There's Ecuadorian educators there who are making all the they call them dinámicas, and it's basically... Um,
0: the different activities yeah, that the children yeah. have to do. And
1: lessons, and it they have them thinking about their emotional health, their physical health, things that aren't happening in their schools. They're having them, you know, filling the gaps that aren't there. They give... They have all the kids, like, recycle, and they collect... They take that uh, recycling, and they turn it in for money, and they, they split that amongst the families of the foundation and so there's a lot of different things happening. They drop us off and my family was inside. Like now that they know me, they would be waiting outside, but like they were all inside. Okay. And inside
0: they dropped you off at the house or at a community center. Okay, right in front of the house. Right
1: in front of the house. They went the okay, so the foundation is probably like four houses from my house. okay. So it's down a path. And I just walked there, and I walked back. <laughs> like, that's okay. my only path in the when I'm in Florida, the Boston. And
0: So did somebody, like, take you to the door and, and present to you? Well, yeah. Because so yeah, they the, dropped you no, off. sounded the standard, coordinator like.
1: <laughs> and the, the, the young girl who, like, works at the foundation. She, like, is a volunteer there, basically. Like, me, but from Ecuador. And from the community. Like, she's not just, like, she's from Florida. Mm-hmm. She was a student there, like, but a lot of the, the students, once mm-hmm. they graduate, they stay because it's such a nice... It's a really rich aspect to the community. It's a really nice part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, they knock on the door. and My family's there. And it's, like...
0: Your volunteer family, family, your host yeah. family. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. Who have really treated me like family, though, mm-hmm. I must say. Uh, they lead me through the... It's, it's a really... Be- like, when you think that someone, like, made it... Well, I know all houses are made by people, but, like... You know, I'm, like, seeing how men are coming together to make other houses around. So, like, when Mm -hmm. I think that they did that for this house, I'm, like, it really is so beautiful. They have, like, little arches on the window sills. But it's all, like, brick and tin and, like, different, like, bamboo. And um, just really resourceful and really strongly. It's, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a house. And they really make it a home. And so they have, there's six children. Seventeen is oldest. A girl. Sixteen. Another girl, a 14-year-old boy, a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Okay. And those the, the last three are all girls. So it's a definitely a house dominated by women.
0: So there's uh, only one boy. In the, and the father. And the father.
1: And, yeah. And they're really gentle men. So that's another thing. Like, everyone told me, like, when I was coming, like, you know, South American men have a lot. And even in the volunteer mm-hmm. coordinator thing, they they say... Much, like you know, South American men are very are known for their machismo. To be weary of that, to you know, like if someone offers you a drink, like know that that's um, thought in as like a, a sort of looseness. Like just okay. certain things that like yes, or could be true, but like when they're told to you without you being there. Like, I, I definitely take those things into consideration, but I don't let that be, like, my rule, like, my guideline. I'm, like, I'll see, you know, like, we'll I can get a feel of things, mm-hmm. like, without the, this is what, you know, it needs to everyone either. who's come here has experienced and um, everyone who lives here, like, will tell you. Uh, so, and there's definitely, a, you know, a violence there. There's definitely, like, power roles. Like, women are, are still very, like, seen as as only to be in the home, to be doing, yes, like those woman, motherly wife duties, like okay. that's still like very prevalent, like you feel that. So So
0: you've got the mother, the mother father, the father, six, kids, six of kids, of which five girls in, a one boy. and how, like what is the house, the layout of the okay, house? like? So that's,
1: you walk in, it's like a, a little hallway and the mother sews and she's like the sewer of
0: the neighborhood. Yeah,
1: like everyone okay. comes to like she made like one day she made me and the two older girls three shirts in like maybe twenty minutes.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: like they put they make a patch. Okay. This, the father worked in this company, and he quit because he said, "You know that the just the workers were treated so poorly, dispensed like indispensed. Mm-hmm. You know, like we can get another one of you so fast it doesn't matter." So, you know, and these are things that I learned along the way. Not just, like, that first day. He was very quiet, actually, for maybe the first two weeks. He was kind of a lot like my own dad. Like, he really reminded me a lot of my own father. Just, like, a soft presence. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no aggression or, like, they're just there. And just, you know, he, like, was very sweet and warm, but, like, not overbearing.
0: So there's... The six of them in the house, and yeah. how many bedrooms? How many, like, well, what would yeah. be
1: bedroom is not <laughs> the term I would use, uh, <laughs>
0: okay? Like, sleep in space. Yeah. What are the sleeping arrangements? So, yeah. so I think you that's continue the word.
1: Through this hallway, there's the, the, the sewing like room, and they have that. The father has this machine from like when he worked at this company, and it's like to make patches of like you can design the patch. He has this like computer, okay? You can design the patch, and then it like stitches out. And then the mom makes t-shirts like she can do with her eyes closed, like the patch onto the shirt and boom. And so a lot of people come when they want birthday, like, you know, my son just turned five years old and... Oh, so they
0: say different things each patch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: and we talked about too how a lot of the patches that people want are in English. You know, they don't even know what it means. Like the shirts that she made us said, "She is my best friend. And they said me like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, nosotros somos but, but like, they're like, oh, we just saw it on like one of the stores that <laughs> okay. and they wanted, you know? And I was like, I guess, but so there's that. And then a dip, like uh, just a frame, but they don't, there's, there's only the door that you walk into and mm-hmm. only the door that you walk out to be in the, in the, the back, back patio, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's only there is only so there is no other like privacy is not it doesn't ex- it just does not exist okay, there so only it's just... when you go outside and I think that's something that they did more when I was around to like you know if someone was outside you don't go outside just like just like give that space I guess like to me if I was outside mm-hmm. like
0: so the outs just to sort to... of yeah clarify also for some of the people that might be listening right, to right, us. Right. I'm assuming, I've never been in that house in yeah. particular, but I've been in other situations yeah. like that. I'm assuming so the outside is an area where there's a toilet and yeah. where people, well, where you would basically take a bucket and, sh- and yeah. bathe yourself. Yes, yes. Okay, so explain and, a little bit how that works.
1: Um, luckily, Guayaquil is hot. So it's not too bad to have that cold water on you. The way that the foundation works is it's before Students go to school and after students leave school. So I go from like 8 to 11 and then from 2 to like 6. So I have like 11 to 2 to eat, to rest, you know, and everyone's, that's when people are eating their lunch or their breakfast, like, you know, different depending on what time people are going to their, their school, the kids. And so that's a really nice time to shower, even though it's like hectic in the house because it's really hot. So, like, the sun, I love to bathe outside. I think it's, like, one of the most
0: (laughs) yeah
1: lovely things to do. Um, But there's a really mean rooster outside. And they have, like, when I got there, too, the first night, actually, I got there, the little, the six-year-old slept with me with her chick, her chick, her baby chick. Like
0: Um, a little baby chicken? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I mean, why not, right? And, um, and you know, I also had a lot of feelings like they have two beds to share amongst eight people, and I have this bed that if I wasn't there, they would have put those three girls in. But the little girl said, so the next night, I was like, you know, sleep with me so there's more space. And she was like, okay. And she was like the the really sassy one, you know, took my phone right away, videos, like. But she said to me the next night because she didn't want to sleep with me. And I was like, well, why not? She was like well, you would sleep with your mother if you could. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess so. Like, (laughs) she was like, I'm used, you know, like when you're used to like that, that doesn't change when I leave. Like they stay sleeping together. So, Mm -hmm. and that only was like so shocking to me because by the time I was, I don't know, three, I had my own bed, Mm -hmm. I guess. And... So I'm like, what about space? What about comfort? Like, but that that is your comfort. Like to have bodies around you while you're sleeping is your comfort. Okay, and perfect. you know, it's just it's all your perception and what you're accustomed to. So the outhouse, so there's yeah, so there's a rooster and um a hen. And the rooster's really mean I actually got nicked by nicked. him in the thigh one night because I had to pee so bad, but I can't see outside and I couldn't find my flashlight. And it there's a little like a uh, slope, of the Bastion is all like on a hill. Okay. So the houses like are built, like a lot of them are built Slanted. on stilts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this, like they put a bunch of, I, they, I believe that her mother, the mother's mother used to live with them and she used to live. I think they made her like a little room behind the house, okay. like next to the, the outhouse. So, there's like a bunch of wood up, so it's like kind of on a flat, and there's a couch, and that's where the dogs sleep too when they're allowed to be inside. <laughs> so, the rooster is on that a lot at and night, and,
0: <laughs>
1: and um, going up, and I couldn't see, and um, just like I just felt a little dip right on my thigh, and I was like, no, it finally happened. Like, I was avoiding that the whole trip time. But, yeah, so it's just, like, what they do, so that's just what I do, and I I definitely love showers, so, like, that's, like, been the one thing where I, like, I miss just, like, indulging, like, under, like, water, because I love the feeling of, like, water, but I love being outside, bathing, like, it just feels, like, natural, like, and that really, you know, quit me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you said that in the mornings you'd go to the community, sorry, the... The foundation, The foundation, and also in the evening. So what are the sort of things do you do in the foundation? Like, what's your daily routine? So
1: we get there, and they have this thing called refuerzo. When we first got there, they were doing all about, what is it, the food pyramid. And they were learning about that. All the educators afterwards, like, they sit and they talk about, like, what was, you know, um, what went well that day, what didn't, like, what kind of conversations could they have differently. I remember being like, okay... I, I you know they don't know me I don't know enough now to say anything but I'm gonna just say something because they talked about you know they're showing this pyramid that I don't know who really made the pyramid the okay. pyramid I don't know do you know
0: no I have no idea yeah. I've seen it yeah. obviously we've all yeah. seen it at some point um
1: that's completely unrealistic for these kids I mean these. The you know the amount of carbohydrates you're supposed to intake you know according to the pyramid and like how much they have is like unmatched you know okay. they eat rice for breakfast lunch and dinner they eat eggs I don't think eggs count as a carbohydrate but no that's but, protein but, but yeah. yeah but pasta at any point of the day bread with everything and that really makes up they don't eat fruits and vegetables like they have salad um, sometimes no one really wants it. <laughs> Yeah, and for, like, what you see on the street, like, being sold, there's fruit everywhere, but, like, no one seems to buy it.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't,
1: like, at least my family, like, they don't, I ask for apples, and it's like, they buy me one apple, they buy me one pear, but they don't ever get them for for themselves. And Mm -hmm. they, there's definitely, in the way that they're being paid through the, um, me staying with them, they can buy apples and pears for the kids, too, if they want it, but the kids... It's not like I'm eating an apple and the kid's like, ooh, dad, like, get me an apple. It's just like, why is she eating an apple, you know? Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, that's accessible to them, but it's not part of their like cultural diet.
0: Okay. So, you pay the foundation of religion, puts a certain amount to the family. Yeah. So, you pay a weekly amount to the it's, family?
1: I gave a flat rate of $175, mm-hmm. and that was split the five weeks for $35 each week.
0: Basically, you're paying five dollars a day to, to for room and board yeah. and living there, so yeah. you know it's if you're going to you, you can't hotel. find a hotel yeah. for that experience yeah. <laughs> for that experience no, and having this real life experience yeah. with this and, family breakfast know, lunch and dinner breakfast lunch and dinner and a place to sleep with a chicken
1: with a, with a chicken yes no i I think it's really been an amazing time in my life to be here um i like the appreciate like when I first got there, sometimes like I had to like walk away like from them because i would cry like i would need to like almost cry because of like unpracticed generosity like just so from their core and from like what they're what they know okay. like you just give like you would see like i bought oreos um which i never eat at home but I, like i really like craved here for some reason i had eaten a bunch because it was like i went to the center for the weekend and i was coming back and i bought oreos and i was like oh let me save like one for each
0: each child yeah
1: and but i didn't do the math right so i had uh five left okay and i was like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do and at that point the um the six-year-old sister and i had like gotten a really nice just like because when i first got there she was really like not even smiley and the other ones were at least like you know what if i was like looking at them they'd be like a nice like encouraging nods like you know did not even say anything but she was just kind of like passive like looked at me is like shrugged you know like and I was like oh god like this one and but like by the by the, the week end we just like had like you know just like could look at each other and like laugh you know and, and so like I told her I was like okay look I'll get you Oreos tomorrow but I can't give you one right now because I ate one too many and I need to give them like, to, to the I, others <laughs> like one of the little girls like basically saw that I didn't give her one. Uh-huh. And she just, like, she didn't say anything to me. She just split hers and, like, gave it to her sister. And I was just like, you know, like, wow, I just, okay. you know, and I'm used to, like, my cousins who are generous and kind people, but because of, there's no restraint to, like, what they can have in a lot of ways, like, in compared to, like, some of their families and the wealth around them, like, yes, in American and Western, like, standards. But, like, to these kids, like, you have everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, would steal a cookie from their little, sister. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like be like, I want both of them, and I don't care if you don't have one. Like,
0: you, you know? get one tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly, and so that there are just like those little small details that I would just like have to just like walk away because if you know that to them is not like kindness, it's just like what you do. You know what okay. I mean? And like so.
0: I'm it's, it's 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 standard. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with you? Like, is that not what you do? Like, you know, like, you know, every day when they come home from school, they have like, okay, well, like they gave us this. You know, we didn't eat it yet because we don't know if do you like it. Like, what do you want it? And you know, I said like one time I like granola, and when the mom went shopping, she went to like uh, to the mall de fourteen. That's actually where the dad um, sells his food uh-huh. and got me granola. So
0: yeah. she went out the way to go get the yeah, granola.
1: Just little comforts they, you know. it's... Mm-hmm.
0: Could you think of an, like one other example of something you've learned in this time? Or what would you say is the... Yeah, that is a big yeah. thing. But yeah. is there another thing that you could share with us that you might have learned during this time?
1: I have a, a, a really conflicted feeling about volunteerism. Is is help being given in such a way that it's trying to lessen the need for help? Or is help being given in a way that is only making sure that... Or not making sure, but like that help is always... A, a necessity of that community. Okay,
0: has it become a you know, something where they become dependent on yeah, it, like almost and, like a, a drug? Right. Or and are they keep so, dependent, or are they going to be independent after you've helped?
1: And I, you know, and I can conceptualize that, and I can theoreticize it, and I can intellectualize it. I can go back and forth all these things, but at the end of the day, it was so important for not just me, but this family, to have this exchange of, you know, when I showed them pictures of snow. Mm -hmm. they're like, wow. And you know, just like, I'm like, oh God, snow, like, I don't want to see you ever again. (laughs) But, you know, you see people's like, that looked like magic to them, them. you Mm -hmm. know? And their, their genuine like interest in seeing like pictures of my family. You know, they got their photo album out, like
0: the exchange
1: Uh. of like what people share in common Mm -hmm. or don't, but like want to, you know? Okay. So like, a lot of times I think there's, uh, we politicize things. I mean, at least I do. And I think like, well, you know, what good actually is it if I go for a month for, you know, in a place that like, when I leave, I've done nothing. But like, why do I even think that it's like up to me to change? And you know what I mean? Like, just all these things. But when you sit and you have a conversation with a 10 year old girl who says, like, her favorite thing to do is homework. And you know, you talk to someone in the States, by the time they're like eight, or like, I hate reading, I hate writing, I hate going to school, <laughs> you know, you're inspired by her. And she's in, insp- you talk to anyone in their neighborhood, they, they don't even leave Guayaquil. They haven't gone to Quito. They, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and that's, you know, another feeling that I had. I was like, how do I explore their country? And they haven't, and might not ever, you know, like, mm-hmm. But then they wanted to see the pictures of Quito and there was no resentment, I mean not that I felt of me getting to do that, but just like go and come back and share. And it was, you know, whatever volunteerism is, um, if you go for the reasons to like to learn and that will be accomplished. Yeah.
0: Okay uh kayla thanks a lot and this has been like a super pleasure um, for so many different reasons (laughs) and so many different levels we'll be back at another time with another episode and thanks again thank you for listening and please don't forget to subscribe so you get all our upcoming shows i'd like to give a special shout out and thanks to our editor marshall donnelly i'd also like to invite you to share not only this podcast but the Facebook page where we have the written stories with others. Please send all your comments to talks at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. So when all this craziness ends and things get back to normal, we look forward to sharing with you here in Cuenca, Ecuador, at the El Cafecito, both the hostel and the cafe. All the best for now. Please stay safe.